Hi everyone, and welcome to the Diaries of a Sleep Coach podcast. My name is Kai Liu, founder of Lullaby Liu, and I'm a pediatric sleep consultant who is here to share and talk about all things related to this journey we call motherhood, but specifically when it comes to getting our little ones sleeping through the night. Whether it's experience of how to working with families one-on-one, my own journey as a mother to my two girls, or taking the time to answer questions from all of you about your little one's sleep, I'm here to share what I know. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Diaries of a Sleep Coach podcast. I wanted to start by reading a review from one of you, and this review is from Teresa Trees, and it's titled A Plus Pod. She says, informational, helpful, and relatable. Kai knows what she's talking about. Thank you, Teresa, for taking the time to leave that review. And to those of you who are listening now, At the end of this episode, which I know you're going to love, if you could just take 10 seconds to leave a review, I would really, really appreciate it. Okay, so today we have Kayla Bowker on the show, and Kayla is a triathlon coach, a mother, and also now a mindset coach. So definitely some stuff that I'm into, right? The mindset stuff. And I really wanted to have Kayla on the show because... Not only has she been an inspiration to follow on social media in terms of the triathlons that she's competed in and seeing her coaching business and really seeing her flourish and all of that, but also the fact that I know she's really into all of the mindset mindset stuff too was like, okay, she needs to come on the show and talk about this. So I know that all of you are going to enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Um, I won't give too much away now, but yeah, here we go. Here is my interview with Kayla Bowker. All right. So Kayla, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I was, I was like, we were just talking about a second ago, um, thinking about women that I want to have on the show because yeah, there's like so much that I can talk about, but I feel like so many of you have so much inspiration to share with others. And I thought of you because like, not only are you like this powerhouse of a mom, like with (laughs) being an athlete, like a crazy athlete, we'll get into that. But also the fact that you're like moving into like more of this mindset work, which I'm really, really interested in. And um, also becoming more and more passionate about too. But before we get started, why don't you just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you and your background and, and yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Like I was, I think I was just about to say before we started, I think what your, your concept here is really cool because yes, you're focused on the idea of like, you know, sleep and helping people, you know, babies sleep and or toddlers sleep and everything. But being as, as you know, as a mom, being a mom, there's so much more than just that and all those pieces like they all correlate and so highlighting all aspects of it is really cool so I I don't know I think that's cool that you're doing that um so uh me okay so I similar well to you I grew up in Hood River um so for those that don't know Kai and I have known each other for wow how long is it what when did you move to Hood River Fifth grade, oh, third grade, fourth grade. We were in fourth grade. Think, yeah, we were in the same class. You were in Miss DK's yeah. class, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. I was fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we've known each other for what seems like forever. <laughs> um, and I grew up an athlete, so I spent a lot of my time um, three sport athlete, and went on to be an athlete in college as well, and then kind of got burnt out a little bit after college, um, and then just was, you know, school, didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Athletics didn't go the way I wanted it to go in college. And I just, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to go do something completely different. And, um, and then realized, you know, later on, um, after being out of school for a little while that I missed kind of the competitive atmosphere. Um, I was going through some other things in my life and, remembered that you know one thing we always did in my family was whenever you had something you were going through you went for a run like or you 
went and did something kind of crazy. <laughs> um, and so I signed up for a triathlon and that's kind of what's kind of spearheaded. I remember falling back in love with it and falling back in love with sport and through that kind of refell back in love with myself and the regained a new confidence in, in me to kind of start chasing my own dreams and to start going down the path that I wanted to go down from in whatever aspect that looked like, um, gained a whole new empowerment for myself again versus trying to let everybody else dictate this. And um, that has, that was back in 2013 and that has been spearheaded and gone down a whole nother road to um, now I am a triathlon and mindset coach. I launched my business in two, I don't remember the year, but two to three years ago um, as a triathlon coach and, and now uh, moving that into, I will can still continue to be a triathlon coach, but there's a new pillar that's being launched with my business. And that's the, like you said, this mindset side of things. So, um, I, uh, am a new mom, which is really exciting and really fun for me. So what, what's um, harder? Let's just like get this out of the way real quick. What's harder running a tri or not, I guess you're running, swimming and biking, competing in a triathlon or giving birth. <laughs> so, so here's something funny. I would say that being pregnant is harder. I would rather do seven, <laughs> seven Ironmans in a row than be pregnant. Even though we want to have another kid. Now I know that's like the process you have to go through to be pregnant, but I like hated being pregnant. I actually really enjoyed giving birth. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and yeah. that sounds really weird, but to me it was like this huge challenge and this of thing that I had to, I had to be tougher than right. this thing that I was going through. And that was really empowering for me. And then I also knew that as soon as I gave birth, I was done being pregnant and yeah. I could move forward. <laughs> I, really... I know, I know that you didn't love being pregnant because I remember following you on social media and I saw your post, but you always just looked like, I don't know, like you were glowing and it's like when I would look at you from an outsider's perspective, it just, it looked like you had such an amazing pregnancy. Like you didn't have any complications or anything like that, right? No, I didn't have any complications. Uncomfortable and yeah, yeah, yeah no I, complications. I get, that, I get that feeling. Yeah. Which is nice. And you know, that's definitely something that I actually struggled with when I was, you know, when I was pregnant is, um, this, and I was very fairly vocal about because a lot of times there was this stigma that if you didn't have complications, then you should be loving life. Right. And that's just not true. I, I don't see how that has to be true. You know, you and being pregnant did not make me feel like I was whole, so to yeah. speak. And I kept right. being told you are this perfect person because you are not having a baby and you're pregnant. And that was, that was not the case for me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, and then what I found was that that's actually not the case for a lot of women that yes, none of, they didn't have complications then from a standpoint of that idea. Physically, the pregnancy was very easy, but mentally and emotionally, it was very, very hard for me. Um, I think moving forward, if we were to you know, have another one, I think it would be easier just because I know what I'm getting myself into. But that one, my first pregnancy, it was very hard mentally and emotionally for me. And I think that's something that needs to be talked about more. And it's not. It's this whole idea that if you be your as a woman, that's your lifelong goal is to be able to have kids. And that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Um, and right. so that was something I was very vocal about. Um, it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, being a mom is more than I could ever imagine. Um, I was terrified of being a mom, like in my, I was that person who always believed that I could have done without kids and it would have been okay but now I would never not want to have them. Um, and being mom is literally the best thing I've ever done. Um, and, you know, so that's, it's worth every mental and emotional struggle I went through. Yeah. I love that you bring up that though. Like there's this pressure built into all of us women that, yeah, we are here to become moms and like being pregnant and creating this little human is like the most beautiful experience. And I, I didn't have like a lot of struggle mentally and emotionally, but being pregnant wasn't like something that I can say that I really enjoyed, but I mm -hmm. always felt like 
like you're right. Like I didn't want to talk about it because I had, honestly, I had such amazing pregnancies that, that very healthy. Like I did get the morning sickness in the beginning, but it was very brief. So I always felt like, who am I to talk about this side of it? Right. Like who am I mm-hmm. to discuss the fact that I, I don't feel like I love this, you know, because yeah. there are women who, who can't get pregnant or who are, who do have complications. And I felt like it's not my, but it's true. Like we, we should be able to talk about it. Like even Mm -hmm. for those of us who we have these pregnancies that are healthy and we don't have complications, but we still have our feelings and we still, Mm -hmm. you know, and for like, for you who you were struggling emotionally and mentally, I think that it's so cool that you were kind of like, storytelling like you were using social media I remember reading about it and just feeling like I really connected to you in in the sense that Mm -hmm. those feelings that you were having um and I really appreciated it because you just you don't see that often um so yeah and I found that a lot of women I think that's where uh, and I think it's something that's missing a lot of women felt that way and that's not not to say that if you love pregnancy, you're wrong, because no, that's definitely. awesome. Like, I kind of wish I felt that way. Um, but it's more, to me, it was this concept, like, we need to be okay with the fact that we don't love this. Yeah, and at least, like, you can just love because, points exactly, points, right? you know, there's just because we're not physically struggling, but that mental and emotional side is really important. And that's not talked about enough. In general, I mean, postpartum depression is not talked about enough. Um, and the, you know, those side of things are whether, because no matter what, if you have the easiest pregnancy, the best pregnancy, the best birth, the best labor, everything goes perfectly as planned. And then you can still experience this mental and emotional side afterwards that is really hard. And that's not talked about enough because that's that idea of you're now a mom, your life should be considered to be complete. And you may feel that it's complete because I know like even for me, like I really believe that adding Skylar to my life has made me a better person, a stronger person. But I, it was a struggle afterwards for a little while. I felt very isolated and I don't know that I actually went through postpartum depression, but I went through those pieces. And those things aren't talked enough about because, and they're hard and you can have, in my opinion, I think you can have prepartum depression. And um, I've actually heard that before. I think I heard somebody talk about that on another podcast that I was listening to a few weeks ago. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's just not talked enough about the mental and emotional side of things mm-hmm. is not talked about. And to me, that's what I wanted to share yeah. that, that, that this is an important side of things and it needs to be voiced and we shouldn't women, especially that's the thing I found to be the funniest is like voicing these struggles. I, and I got so much support from men who thought it was really cool, but then women were horribly judgmental. And to me, that was really sad because we're the ones going through it, right? We're the ones experience it. And this wasn't like all in in general, but when I was going to get any judging, it came from women. And what do you mean? Like personally in conversations or like mm -hmm, just comments and responses or, you know, little things like that, that for, you know, what maybe my other way I was, my thoughts or actions or the fact that I didn't love it, the fact that I was continuing to train and race and just a lot of judgmental side of those things. And to me, it was sad that it came from women when we're the ones all going through it and we should be supporting each other and understanding like, Hey, I get that. I feel that I feel you, I see you, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Um, and, and also I think our, when we are experiencing that judgment, just knowing that it's coming from their own insecurities, right? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's hard though. I think whenever you're putting out something that's a little bit different from the norm or you're kind of like one of the, you know, it definitely one of the first ones, like first, yeah, I think you're in terms of like thinking about my social media and the posts that I saw, when women, women who are pregnant, like you were one of the first ones to like have a really honest conversation about it. And so I feel like sometimes people just feel the need to. (laughs) So, yeah, but, but that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but 
you've been like literally ever since I've known you for like, what is it? Over 20 years now. Yeah. You've always been an athlete. Like I remember even in elementary school, you, yeah, I think you played softball and soccer and you, you name it, everything. Yes. We did it. Yeah. But, um, when did you start making this transition into mindset and like mindfulness and mindset work and incorporating, I know it's like a recent thing that you've incorporated into your business in terms of like Mm -hmm. the program, but like, when did you really start realizing that mindset was a big, um, like a big shift for you? Um, I think the biggest time, like I really came to realize it was kind of what I was talking about back. That was like 2013 timeframe. Um, when I got into triathlon, um, and I was in this point in my life where I, I, I was living on my own and I had, I had no money, like barely enough money to cover the bills and maybe have enough money to feed myself for the week. Um, and lived in like, I think we've all probably been there. I lived in the the really shitty apartment, like didn't have a washer and dryer. It smelled, there was mold growing in it, like kind of not the greatest area. Um, a car would continually break down. I would have to borrow money from my parents every once in a while. Just, you know, all these things. I, I didn't like my job. I wasn't able to do the things I wanted. And I didn't feel like I was going anywhere. I had this expensive degree and I was an aide. And I wasn't doing anything. And I was, you know, I didn't have a ton of friends. I wasn't in a situation, area in my life that I wanted to be in. I was angry, just all these things. And I was just spiraling down into this kind of negative and dark atmosphere um, in relationships that I didn't, shouldn't be in, that I was being, you know, being kind of used through them. And I woke up one morning and I looked in the mirror and I remember being like, what are you doing, Kayla? Like, what are you doing? You are so much better than all of this and so much stronger than all this. And why are you letting people treat you this way? Why are you letting yourself treat yourself this way? And because at the time I kept saying like, all I have to do is if I just get a new job, I'll be able to get out of this apartment. If I just get a new apartment, I'll be happier. But in reality, what I needed to do is I needed to change me. I needed to change the internal side of things. I needed to start believing in myself. I needed to start standing up for myself. Um, I needed to be more open and I needed to let go of the anger and the hatred that I had was just kind of like consuming me. And I just remember, like, so I'm in the mirror going like, like get over yourself, grow up, stop, start taking control of your life. And that was a huge mental shift for me. that was a huge mindset shift. And I started each morning waking up and telling myself, you are enough, you are enough, you are enough. And just repeating that to myself. And that was really powerful because it was this idea of changing me would then eventually change all my, and my, eventually my external side of things would change. And that shift allowed me to open up. And I, I often tell people that I swear I wouldn't have met my husband if I hadn't made that shift that I, I met him like five days later. And at the time, like if I had met him 10 days prior, I just wouldn't have been open to it at all because of where I was, how like dark and despair I was living in. Um, but by being able to make that mindset shift, I opened myself up to other relationships and then I opened myself up to other opportunities um and started you know found and ended up finding a new job and that spearheaded a whole bunch of other things I got into triathlon and that's created a newfound passion for life again and experience and pushing myself and finding a new confidence back in myself and so that was probably like the big catalyst and ever since then I've really focused this idea on bettering my internal self and improving my self-talk creating confidence within myself, believing in a path and believing in a kind of a passion as being this whole way of life. And when I did launch my business, I launched it with this idea of um, passion, faith, and strength as the pillar. And so, you know, I was this idea that as a triathlon coach, what I wanted to create for people was, yes, I wanted to help you get to a finish line and you have to do that physically, but I wanted to mentor and 
cultivate your mindset more than anything and to be able to get you to change your thought process from, I don't know if I can do this to hell yes, I can do that and I will do it. And so I, that's probably the biggest time frame in which I really came to realize the importance of mindset and um, then started kind of cultivating it from there. Um, and if I, you know, if I look back on my life, I can really kind of pinpoint a couple other times, but that was probably one of the biggest. And then within your coaching, do you find that like the mindset aspect of it is a big piece for everyone that you work with? Huge. It's a huge piece. Um, you can't do triathlon without having a strong mindset. And then in reality, you can't do life without having a strong mindset and they correlate. Um, I've worked with so many of my athletes just constantly on this idea of being able to let go and to do things from the heart instead of being overly focused on, you know, very, very, instead of being so extrinsically motivated, be very intrinsically motivated. So focused on, um, you know, being motivated for progress and passion and, um, growth versus only being motivated for a medal kind of thing. Right. Um, and so we have worked with a lot of my athletes on that. Um, and that's just also kind of what really started to again, cultivate this idea. And the more with my own training, my own, my own career, I guess you could say as an athlete, um, I've seen the power in mindset shifts and how strong that can be to, and what that can do for you. Um, there's been, you know, many times within my own, you know, journey as an athlete where making a mindset shift has taken me from spot B to spot A or gotten me to the finish line or gotten me to where I wanted to be. Um, and I've just seen the power of that. And it just kind of was something that really was super interesting to me. And over the years, I've wanted to, I wanted to do that for more people. Um, and I wanted to, it's, it's really invigorating. Like I get off of a mindset call and it's just, I like want to go for a run because I have so much energy, even when I don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know how you do it. You are seriously super. Uh, that That's another, you know, there's my other, you know, my example. I mean, I, I don't get much sleep, but I'm able to perform and it's because I, I honestly believe it's because I tell myself that I can. Yeah. Um, no, and we, we need to change the sleep thing for sure. That is like, a, because imagine what you can do when you are getting the sleep, right? I'm going to need like a whole month to catch up, I think. <laughs> You're, you can, yeah, you can run like, you know, five weekend triathlons in a row and just, <laughs> yeah. um, I, but I do, I love that you are so focused on mindset. I'm kind of like new to the game. I feel like with, in terms of mindset, it's, um, I really, in the last few months, I've been reading a lot about it, listening more mm -hmm. and just like focusing, like myself focusing on mindset work and where I'm not, I'm not an athlete. So I'm not like really comparing it to like running a race or, um, I mean, I, I do, I do exercise of course, but, and I, no, I will say too, there have been a couple of times where I was doing a run. Um, and my runs are not long, just like five kilometers, but like <laughs> I, I'd wa watched one of your, your Instagram videos and you were talking about mindset and it like, there was a point where I wanted to walk during my run and it like, I heard, it was really funny. Cause I, I, I don't remember exactly what you said, <laughs> but it encouraged me to keep running. And I was like, yeah, like mind over matter. I got this. That's um, awesome. But, but I will say like, even in terms like anything in life, like mm -hmm. for us moms who are running our own businesses, like mindset yeah. can really mean the success of your business or, or not. Like mm -hmm. once I started making those mindset shifts, once I started like really focusing on, um, really just being aware of my thoughts and being aware of mm -hmm. what I was thinking in terms of like my success, uh, not only like as I'm just being a mom, but just that other part of me who, who is running a business and who does want to be successful. And, um, just really thinking of myself as successful and like thinking positive, more positive thoughts, I guess. And just like recognizing when I have those negative thoughts or like 
those limiting beliefs, kind of changing them. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm seeing such a huge shift in my business and I'm sure you've experienced the same thing too within your business. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of, and I think this is becoming more, people are becoming more and more aware of it. People Mm -hmm. are talking about it more, but it's like a lot of people still don't understand like how to do it, I guess. So I think it's really cool that you've created this program within your coaching that is the the uh, warrior mindset mm-hmm. yep. program yeah but even that like just teaching people how to do it like you can't just say oh just change your mindset you know it's mm-hmm. not, for some of us maybe it's that easy for, but for many of us we need instruction <laughs> instruction tools yeah exactly so so I really love and that. that's a that's a really good point. And I'm glad you say that because it, it's true. I, I've had actually had a couple of people like athletes that have come to me to work from on the mindset standpoint. And we ended up not, they came to me technically because they wanted help in triathlon with their mindset. We didn't talk triathlon once. We ended up helping her with her mindset for work. Cause she, we found that she was actually had these really huge limiting beliefs in her career that were stopping her from being, you know, the strong woman that she is, and she has proven through triathlon, she couldn't translate that into her own work. And so a lot of these things that I teach, yes, technically my, my niche is, is triathlon and endurance sport, but a lot of it is so beneficial for everything that we do. Being a mom, being a dad, being a career person, um, honestly, even just having relationships with friends, these limiting beliefs that we often all have and the roadblocks that they create can really cause us to be a struggle. And if we can let go of those and break through them with a mindset shift and then learn how to recognize that and continue to move through them, it can be like monumental for what it'll do for us from a, a life standpoint, not just, you know, just a triathlon standpoint from like, from my side of things, if we're talking like yeah. niche versus life. Right. Um, no, I, I totally agree. And do you have any like practical, like just say there's somebody listening to this right now and they're recognizing that they're struggling with mindset, um, which I think is, if you can like recognize that, that is the mm-hmm. greatest first number step. one. Yep. But what is Number something like a tangible thing that somebody can start doing? I think I said tactical a second ago, then that tangible. What is <laughs> something that they can start doing? They can start implementing daily that you think could help them build and shift that mindset. Journaling. Journaling is so powerful and it's so easy to do. Um, setting down five to 10 minutes a day to just free write is really powerful because it allows you to tap into you a lot more um and reflecting asking yourself questions like what do i want what do i need to do to get there what does my mindset have to be what limiting beliefs do i have you know asking yourself these questions and just writing about it um because writing is really freeing right it's one of those things that allows us to really get our thoughts out on page, down on paper. Um, and so that's probably one of my number one things is just to get that started. Um, Cause it's forcing you to reflect on yourself. And it's, that's the number one piece is, you know, that's the whole thing is, you know, even when I was telling you my story is I couldn't change my external environment until I changed my internal environment. I had to change me first. And so if you have things that you want to change. You want to be a better athlete. You want to get to a finish line. You want to grow your business. You want to be a better mom. You have to first change you in order to become that next level you to be better at those things. And so journaling is a really great one. Um, And the other one I would say is to really kind of focus on what the things that you're saying to yourself. Um, And that's, you know, it can be, it's a, it's a hard thing to do because we're so ingrained in kind of a negative thought process because it's, it's constantly blasted at us. Maybe not necessarily like in a standpoint where like the world is telling us that we suck, but we're constantly being shown somebody else who's better, somebody else who is makes more money. This person's thinner. This person's doing this. This person's Thank doing you. that. And so, yeah, 
Yeah. You know, social media, just media in general, families do it without even knowing. Um, and so we're constantly being, you know, bombarded with these things. And so that kind of creates this negative spiral. And so self-talk is one of the quick, like easiest things to do, the smallest things that you can do, but it can be so powerful um, because it helps to create that positive spiral. So it's no different than like, I think we've all probably been there where we've all been there in this time where we're saying negative things and then we see more negative things and then it's easier and easier to find the negative and the bad and the ugly, right? Well, positivity works the same way. The more positive things you say to yourself, the easier it becomes to, to see positive things and the more you're going to project positivity and then the more the people around you are going to soak up that positivity and then you've created this positive bubble. Um, and so that's, you know, one way to real, kind of do it. And one of the easiest ways to kind of think about changing your self-talk is exactly what you said. You first have to acknowledge it, like recognize it, you know, know that you're saying these things to yourself. Um, and so journaling can really help that because it can help you to find out, okay, what are these things, these, these limiting beliefs, these, these struggles that I'm having. Um, so then you, you know, you recognize it and then um, it's kind of like a couple step process. And then you basically refute that, dispute it, tell yourself why that's wrong. So one of my best examples for this is if um, I always use running, because again, that's my niche. Um, but if a lot of people, one of the biggest ones I hear is I'm a slow runner. And that's something I hear from everybody. I am a slow runner. Um, and so, okay, if we're working through this process, we, it's a three, kind of a three-step process. You acknowledge it, dispute it, and then reframe it. So you say, okay, I acknowledge that I feel like I'm a slow runner and I tell myself that I'm a slow runner. Let's dispute that. So let's prove that statement wrong. If I'm gonna prove that statement wrong, I go, okay, I am not always a slow runner. I actually had a personal best two weeks ago in a training run. I may not be the fastest runner, but I'm faster than when I started. Or I, when I started running, I could only run for five minutes and I had to walk and now I'm running a 5k. So that's, you're proving by saying these statements, you're proving that you've grown. You're proving to yourself, you're telling your brain, no, I'm not a slow runner. I'm actually a strong runner because I can do these things. And then you say, okay, I'm going to reframe this. And it's again, I may not, I may not be the fastest runner, but I am faster than I started, or I may not be the fastest runner, but I am a strong runner. I am someone who can run for hours on end without stopping, you know? So then you reframe that. And the more that you continue to practice reframing it, the more that instead of saying your brain eventually will stop going to, I am a slow runner and it'll start going to, I'm a strong runner. I can do this. I can do this. And then you kind of reframed everything and you're now thinking on a positive standpoint and that's amazing what that'll do for you because you'll start to believe in more things and you'll start to believe in yourself and then you'll start to do more things and do crazier stuff and be bigger and be better and be faster and um, take more chances and be more open to whatever it is that you want to be you're trying to do yeah are you are you familiar with um, Byron Katie's work or have yeah. you had, okay because like I just, this is like resonating with me so much and it reminds me of her book, Loving What Is, I think. But a lot of it I'm thinking of is like in terms of relationships, but when you have this thought, you, you ask yourself like, is this true? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you just like reframe it. And I love, yeah, the way that you, the way that you explain it, it really is just like reframing this thought that we're having. We'll ask, like kind of telling yourself, is this, is this true? And like reframing it, but then it when you do this and you continue to do this over and over again, it allows you to kind of like break free from those mm -hmm. thought cycles. Yeah. Yep. So great. Exactly. And two, just going back to what you were talking about in terms of like journaling and thoughts and stuff. Um, I feel like I'm kind of doing a little bit of both because I've been doing like, I've been writing down affirmations and journaling them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so one thing that I used to do all the time is I would say things like, oh, well, I want this or, oh, like I want to be this or I want to do that or this. But now it's like, I wake up every morning and I say, I am like, mm -hmm. I am this, like I am. Um, some days it's, it's even just being like, I am a patient mother. I am yep. a patient mother, yeah. 
not saying like, I want to be patient or like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if I, if I do this or if they do that, then I can be patient. It's like, um, yeah, just putting it in the present moment and like speaking it, but also like writing it down has been really helpful for me. Um, so I think that's also something that anyone listening can incorporate, like the journaling, just like the changing, shifting our thoughts and like, and you, you, that, that's what you were talking about, like these affirmations, yep. just how we speak to ourselves. Um, but like not talking about it in the future, but just like talking about mm-hmm. it like it's right now in the moment, in the present. Yep. Even if it's not right now in the moment. And that's a lot of times like you could have this really big goal. Like maybe it's a big scary goal even. Like maybe you want to become a CEO of a business. If you tell yourself, tell yourself, even if, even if that's not where you are at the moment and you say you are the CEO of X, Y, and Z company over and over again, your brain is going to start thinking like a CEO and it's going to start doing the actions that you need to do to get there. And then you'll eventually get there. Um, you know, so you have to tell yourself these things exactly. Like you said, it's not saying I want to be this, don't tell yourself that you are, the brain is really powerful. You can really tell it what to do. It tries to wow. control you. Um, especially cause we have, you know, we have, there's a lot of facets to our brain, but the two pieces that I like to talk about are the conscious and the subconscious and the subconscious is that side of the brain. And it's very emotional and it's very reactive. And it's the side that always is wanting to put you into safety mode, like protect you from danger, which is great. But a lot of times, a lot of the things that we're doing, just be just something that's new. Your brain, if it's new, your brain's going to say, oh, that's new. We don't know what that is. That's dangerous. We don't want you to do it. But a lot of times it's not. New is growth. And so we can train that side of our brain to not think that way and to kind of bypass that. But we have to tell it. You have to phys- you have to be the CEO of your brain, mm-hmm. and it. that's where you by doing that. So you're like, that's awesome. I love that you're doing that because it's really powerful. I like to call those like calm declarations, and I've done those in the past, and they they can be my favorite story on that. Like example for that is a couple years ago, I was just miserable in the pool. Like I hated swimming with every ounce and fiber of my being. I was negative when I would see a swim on my plan. I was negative going to the pool. I hated being in the pool. I got out of the pool and I was negative. And it was just this continual downward slide of negativity in the pool. And I was getting slower and slower and more frustrated and frustrated. And like, I even took like a two week break. Like I stopped stopped swimming and that didn't help. And so I finally was like, oh my God, I got to change something because this is not working. And I sat down and did exactly what you did. I wrote on a piece of paper over and over again. I love swimming. I am a strong swimmer. I am a fast swimmer. I am a good swimmer. I love swimming. I am a fast swimmer. I am a strong swimmer. I'm a good swimmer. I did that for like two or three months straight. Every morning wrote those down. And I eventually found it was like one day. I remember thinking, telling myself I was in the middle of a swim and I was repeating the words, I love swimming. And I was like, wow, I actually love being here. And I, I didn't actually get any faster like that day but I didn't leave the pool negative. I started looking forward to going to the pool and started repeating these words to myself. And there was this big shift. And all of a sudden, then like a couple of weeks down the road, I started seeing a shift in my speed. I started getting faster. I started getting stronger. And it was because I made this shift and this decision to do exactly like what you just, what you are doing right now in your life is you're telling yourself that you are these things. Yeah. And if you do that, eventually you will believe it because your brain will believe it because it has no choice. I did that when I got to the burpee section of my workout the other day because I hate yeah, those are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I found myself thinking, ugh, like <laughs> I want to skip this part, but then I was like, no, I love burpees. I just kept repeating it in my head. Um it's funny. Yeah. But it's true. It's like <laughs> how we what we say to ourselves is so powerful. But then when we write it down and we speak it out loud, Mm-hmm. even more powerful. Um, yeah, it's so, it's so cool. And then especially as like a mom, that's one thing I, you know, reason I want my kid to grow up believing in himself because I don't want him to go through some of the things that I went through from like a, a confidence ish standpoint and chasing my dreams and stuff like that. And I think if we talk to ourselves in a negative way, then our children are going to talk to themselves oh, yeah. in a negative way, or we're going to talk to other people in a negative way. And that's a big but thing. But I'm actually raising two yeah. little girls. Yeah. I 
I will say this. I, you will never catch me saying anything negative. Like, I don't think I really do this anymore at all. I used to a lot, just making negative comments about myself, about my body, just really dumb things. Looking back, I'm like, why would I, first of all, why did I think that? But why would I say that? But now I would never say that around them. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I'm just like, and I don't say it in general, but I'm just very much more aware of what I'm saying because I know Mm -hmm. I have these two little minds that are just like constantly, these little beings watching me and I don't want them to, yeah, and I don't want them to ever feel like the way, not that it's, I'm not saying like it's my parents' faults at all or anything like that, but I feel like I just want them to grow up being confident and believing mm-hmm. in themselves and you don't want them to feel like you felt I mean that's yeah. all that's me I don't want them to ever I don't speak negatively about other people like I mean that's something I try to practice in mm-hmm. general but I'm just very aware of things that I say now out loud when they're around mm-hmm. um and I think and that's another question you can always ask yourself is okay if I wouldn't say this in front of my children exactly. why should I say it about myself yeah Definitely. I I always think now about them saying it about themselves. Like, how would I feel if I were to listen in on them having a thought about themselves that like I Mm -hmm. used to have growing up or like, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a lot of this is unavoidable, but I want to be the best role model that I can be Mm -hmm. and practicing everything that we're talking about right now is not only like bettering our own life personally Mm -hmm. but like also being strong women for our children to look up to um but since you've become a mom do you find that more of the the people that you are coaching are parents or like do you work with a lot of women who are mothers or um is that shifting a bit Fair mix, actually. Um, I'm not sure if, if I do or not, honestly. I was. It's, I a, was, it's I a pretty big yeah. mix. I wanted to ask if there, if you, if you've experienced like a difference in terms of mindset work with women who are mothers and then women who aren't mothers. Like, if you notice, there's like a, like a pattern, or you know what I mean. Like, I feel like yeah, becoming a mom can sometimes uh change our mindset a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah I am training a pregnant girl right now so that might change when she becomes a mom that's cool you'll Um, see that transformation yeah but also amazing for her to have this this mindset work before mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I yeah I haven't from like a mindset standpoint my my mindset that side of my business is so new that I'm, right. I'm still gaining a, you know I I don't I haven't worked with a ton of people in it um but I mean I definitely know I have a lot of new moms that follow me on social media and ask questions yeah. so um, sure. I see it from that side of things yeah cool yeah you're just like I mean you're, you've been very inspiring for me to follow <laughs> and, and watch. So I, I love that you're transitioning, not transitioning, but incorporating mindset and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's see, before we wrap up here, one question I did want to ask you going back into like the, the athlete in you, mm-hmm. I know a lot of us, me, a lot of women that are probably listening aren't necessarily triathletes, but if you had like a piece of advice um, for us in terms of like mm-hmm. favorite type of uh, workout or um, or even like just like wellness tips in general, like workout wellness tips. Like what is maybe your top one to two wellness tips for all of us moms listening? Yeah. Um, one, like just – let go with it because I think that's one of the things like a lot of people are afraid to start because they are afraid of being slow or afraid of it sucking or afraid of other people being better than them um or not I mean even when even when 
I mean, you kind of did it even there. Like you were trying to say like, well, I only do five K's. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like, you don't only do five K's, you do five K's, you right. run five K's. Um, and so again, that I, mindset I, need to, shift I need to, of I need to work on that. Yeah. This Thanks idea, it's okay to, you don't have to be a triathlete. You don't have to be an Ironman triathlete. You could just be someone who goes out and walks for 30 minutes and that's awesome. You're moving. So let go, try to, you know, one, let go of that. Um, and, um, because the more you can let go of that, the more fun it is. And then the easier it becomes, um, you know, so, and just not being afraid to only do, you know, if you only have 30 minutes, you only have 30 minutes. That doesn't make you any less than anything. It's what you have. And the fact that you're choosing that time and choosing to get out there and do something for you in that space and in that moment is really powerful. And so, you know, think of it that way versus, you know, I am only able to do this. Say, you know, I, I am powerful because I'm taking this time to do something for me. Um, and I think that's really important that we need to let go of this idea is that, you know, one of the things I always get from people is, well, I can't do what you do. Well, no, you can't. I, I'm me. You can't do what I do, mm-hmm. but you can do what you can do. And whatever that looks like, maybe that is like, so maybe that's a 30 minute walk. Maybe that's some yoga. Maybe that's five K's. Maybe that's weight training, but let go of what you think you should be doing just because other people are doing it. Um, is really, really powerful. Um, and then, um, probably the other one would be, make sure you also clean up your, like focus on your diet. Like it makes everything else so much easier when you are fueling yourself. And that's like a whole topic that could like blow a lid off of everything, but it's, it is really important. Um, and the more, if you can focus on that, like it makes you feel, once again, you're trying to make yourself feel good from the inside out, right. you know, fixing that internal. And then the more, so the more you can clean up your diet, clean up and diet is maybe not even the best word. Cause sometimes people think like diet, I need to go on a diet. No, just clean up what you're eating and focus on whole foods, healthy foods, clean foods. I mean, those are all terrible words that society has ingrained into us, but they, they are some of the best ways to describe it. Um, that can be really impactful in, in what you're doing too. Um, right. Definitely. Yeah. Love it. Good tips. I feel like already for me, yeah, just even like, I didn't notice that I, I, I worded it that way. Right. So it's like really mm-hmm. good for me to even think about that. Like the fact that I said, I only do because I know there are so many people that they're like, they want to get to that point, you know, and like there mm-hmm. are points further than that, that I want to get to, but we're all kind of, we're all on, on our own journey. Yep. So I need, I need to not, because I'm talking to you, I shouldn't say, oh, I only do this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah. I'm speaking to uh, a woman that competes in triathlons, but I'm still proud of the fact that I can run a 5k. So you're right. And you should be. Yeah. I mean, you should be immensely proud that you can, you can do that. Um, and that's, that's definitely, you know, what you just said is really powerful too, because, and I talk with that about, I talk to that. That's one of my biggest things I talk to tons of my athletes on is this idea of that this is your journey. It's nobody else's journey. There are people involved in the journey, but at the end of the day, it is your journey and you are the one that's experiencing it. And you are the one that's taking it and going on it. And that means that you have to wherever you are in that journey is where you should be. And you'll even wherever you're going to get to is where you're going to get to. But person A and person B, what they're doing is maybe completely different. And so you can't compare yourself to them because their journey and their, you know, who they are as a person is different. So their journey is going to be different. Right. So true. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This has been such a great conversation. Um, so before we end the call, if you, well, a couple of things, I think I already said that even like before we wrap up. So a couple more things, <laughs> choose one book or podcast or even like a video that you'd recommend to other moms listening in, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be like related to parenting or related to 
um, health and wellness can literally be anything. Oh gosh. Wow. Um, I'm actually reading a really good book right now called, uh, when things fall apart. And it's by this Buddhist who's just really into this idea of being in, in the present moment. Um, so that is kind of a good one. Um, I don't on my list. Probably, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. And then why don't you just tell everyone where they can find you on social media, your website? Um, cause I'm sure there's going to be some listeners who would love to follow along your journey. Yeah. Um, so Instagram is my, probably my most, like my biggest platform and that is where your feet take you. Um, so if you were to like type in where your feet take you, I would pop up. Um, and then, so I post a lot of, I do post a lot of tips as well in there. Um, and, um, then another place you can actually find a lot of my, a lot of my information is either on my blog, which is where you take you, um, dot com. Um, and, or you can also actually find a lot of videos where I post mindset videos, um, as well as strength training workouts. So if people, you know, that's one thing, if there's anyone out there who is like, I don't even know where to get started. I do have some strength training workouts and sessions up on YouTube. They're all, everything's free. Um, and so you can just pop on there and follow along. Um, they're pretty good workouts. Um, and that is also where you take you. So, um, yeah, and I saw also your warrior mindset program is also within. The yep. Website. Everything is within where you take you. Um, that's the, you know, my, my business is where you take you and the brand has become that. So, um, that is, you know, the best way that you can, um, find everything is just a, um, either via Instagram, my website or YouTube are probably the best places. Easy. Cool. Well, Kayla, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it was honestly like such a good conversation just for me. I feel like I've really, I've really enjoyed it. So. Oh, good. I enjoyed it as well. It was nice catching up (laughs) anyways. (laughs) Okay.